the Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 134, How to Enhance Your Credibility When Pursuing a Career in the Football Industry. Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the football industry. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Diego Valdez Rendon. Diego is a sports marketing and communications consultant and he has a very impressive football industry CV. He has worked with many global football organisations around the world such as FIFA, the Premier League, the Major League Soccer and many more. Currently he is the Director General at Sport Business Institute Barcelona. For that reason it's such a privilege to have Diego as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Diego will share his sports career journey and explain to you how you can enhance your credibility when pursuing a career in the football industry. Diego, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Hi, Ed. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. So my sports journey, well, I've uh, been involved in uh, corporate training for, or I I was in corporate training for many years. But I always had a passion for sports. So uh, one day I thought, okay, I really want to start working in this industry. And uh, first what I did is I uh, studied a master's in sports management. And from there I really started looking for opportunities where I could leverage my, you know, my background and uh, you know, look for new avenues in, in the industry. So um, after that, uh, you know, I was doing lots of collaboration with media outlets, journalism work, and uh, putting two and two together, then I thought, okay, how can I bring my corporate background and training and my passion for sports and create a career out of it? And that's uh, sort of when uh, SBI Barcelona was born, which is uh, where I am now. Well, we'll talk about that in a lot more detail, but just going back in time from a industry perspective, have you seen the sports industry develop from the last 10 years from your experience? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think the industry is evolving. It's becoming more professional, which allows for more opportunities for people that want to get into the business. Because from uh, the, I mean, going back ten years ago, which is essentially when I really started to to transition into this industry, um, I've seen so many changes. I've seen uh, numerous people that uh, have become uh, much more professionalized in the sense that they've prepared themselves to work in this industry. Um, I've also seen lots of opportunities as far as, you know, the digital side of things. This is an area that is evolving a lot, as you know, and uh, it's an area that uh, has given opportunity to many people to, um, you know, to enter into this sector. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the the technology is evolving. The consumption patterns are evolving uh, in sports. And this all is an opportunity for those that are looking to get into this sector because it's, 
it provides new avenues that uh, that weren't there before. And just quickly, because you mentioned it beforehand, with regards to your education and your master's degree, for the listeners listening in, it will relate to this. How has that supported you reflecting now? Yeah, well, I always thought that in order to work in football, I mean, I, I always understood that I was never going to play the sport. So I wanted to be involved in, you know, in the business aspect of it. And I always understood that to work in, in sport from a business standpoint, you really needed to have uh, a business background or at least, uh, um, you know, some type of um, education that would allow you to um, to understand not just the sport itself, but all the commercialization, the marketing behind it. Um, so uh, I think that's helped me a lot because uh, I knew from the get-go that if I wanted to work in this industry, I, I need, needed to understand that it was a business. And uh, and my education, I did a, I initially studied uh, international relations in Canada, and then I did an MBA in Spain. So uh, with that, I um, you know I think that's that's given me um, uh, a background that has allowed me to leverage that in the business side of sport. Uh, and also, I think education in general, no matter what you do, no matter what you study, provides a certain discipline that is um, always important when you want to work in in any sector, and particularly sport. Before we talk about today's podcast topic, I'm really intrigued now. Have you seen a, a difference with regards to business in different cultures? Like you just mentioned, you've done work out in the States, you're doing a lot of work in Europe. Is there any overlap from a sports business perspective? Well, I think so. I mean, I think uh, today uh, the you know the world is so connected and uh, there's so many ways that uh, we can look at what, say, what is being done in the U.S. and likewise what North America is doing is always, a, you know, a certain benchmark for people in, in Europe and other parts of the globe. So I think with technology, as, as we were talking about before, it's allowed for, um, you know, for everybody to be connected and, and be up to date as to what, what are the trends in, in different markets. Um, having said that, they're, they're very different business models, as you, as you know, and uh, especially in the football industry, uh, but in all sports in general. Uh, you know, uh, the North American model is, is completely different. So there are certain idiosyncrasies that, uh, that do not overlap. But in general, I think the business, the marketing, the commercialization trends, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're global now. So what's happening in one market is very similar to what happens in another. So definitely there's a lot of overlap. Um, in fact, I just came back from the U.S. as, as we were speaking before we started this podcast. And, and it's very interesting because every time we go there, we come back with new ideas. We come back with uh, new trends that we can then you know, share with our community here in Europe and, and worldwide. So it's, it's really interesting to, to look at uh, the different markets and see what's going on in them because they all have their special you know, idiosyncrasies. But at the same time, as we were saying, the, the, the world is so connected now that, uh, that anybody can really follow what's happening uh, in other parts of the globe. Absolutely. The reason why I suggested this sort of question, I want the listeners to understand that they can reach people around the world. It's just having the courage to do it. And relating to today's podcast topic, how can university students really enhance their credibility when starting a career in the football industry? Yeah, well, I always say that there's uh, three key elements that people really need to consider if they want to work in any industry, in any sector, and particularly sports. And, you know, I go back to them all the time and I say, well, the first thing that people need is to have knowledge of the sector. So 
if you don't have knowledge, if you if you don't understand how the business of sport works, well, you're going to be in a disadvantageous position with those that do have that knowledge. The first thing I'd, I'd really encourage people out there that are looking for a career in sport is to get out there, um, you know, do courses, uh, you know, find out information and try to be up to speed uh, as much as you can uh, as to how the industry works because that's, that's going to be a key. Second point that I always go back to is network. You know, at the end of the day, you really need to enhance your network and you need to be out there connecting with people. And on this point, I would say that there's, there's the right way and the wrong way to connect with people. Um, I see a lot of young people make the mistake of going to, you know, conferences or reaching out to people and asking for stuff first and saying, do you have a job for me or, uh, you know, yeah, that type of thing. And uh, that's always something that, uh, you know, that people, people, um, you know, don't, don't necessarily uh, like too much because, you know, what you don't want is to have someone who you don't know be asking you for, you know, for something. So first thing you need to do is build trust. And by building trust, what I, what I suggest is always adding value and an easy way is to flip that coin and say, okay, well, rather than asking someone for, you know, for something in return, give them something. And if you connect with someone, maybe share an article that's uh, of relevance to their, their job or to their sector. Um, and if you meet them at, uh, at a conference, don't ask for a job or don't hand them their CV, your CV, but rather, you know, ask them about uh, their career journey, ask them about their path, find out about them and, um, and also support them in any way and say, listen, if, if there's anything that I can do for you, I'm here and, uh, and, and give them some alternatives. So connecting with people is very important. But I, and again, I always say that it's, it's essential to connect with people in the right way because you need to build that trust. I'll, I'll just give this brief example that, uh, that always kind of hit, hits the point home on this point about networking. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're driving down the road and you see a hitchhiker, you know, most of us wouldn't pick him up, right? Because we, we don't know who, who that person is. He may be the most wonderful, uh, you know, nice person on the planet, but the reality is you don't know who that person is, so you don't trust him. And same thing goes with uh, connecting with people and with being, uh, you know, out there networking. If people don't know who you are, you know, they won't necessarily trust you and they don't know what, what your intentions are or who you are. So you need to build that trust and that trust is, is, is usually comes by giving people and, uh, and adding value to them first. So that's sort of on the networking uh, end. So that's point number two. And point number three, and this is something that most people don't necessarily have uh, too much access to, but I always think that it's important to try and get a mentor. Um, if you can speak to someone who's done it, who's uh, gone down that path and who can help you, um, you know, you're going to optimize your opportunities. So knowledge, network, and uh, yeah, finding someone who you can bounce off ideas and sometimes someone who can be a mentor that has, has that type of experience uh, will definitely help optimize uh, to get to where you want to be. Diego, this is music to my ears. It's the main reason why I created this podcast show three years ago. And please, listeners, take that all on board because this is the truth about what it takes. This is how I connected with Diego through LinkedIn in a really authentic way. And really, that is it. There's no magic wand. That's the process. Just going back to your career now, could you explain to listeners what inspired you to set up uh, SBI? And could you talk about it in a lot more detail, please? Yeah, certainly. 
So as I mentioned before, I did a master in sports management and I really enjoyed it because I made a lot of friends. I did a, you know, I created a big network and I learned a lot. Having said that, when I was doing my master's, I thought it was a, a bit too broad because we learned so much on different sectors and different avenues in the sports industry. And my passion had always been football. I had always, uh, you know, enjoyed the sport. And when I finished that master, I thought, oh, it would have been would have been so great if we could have expanded in some of these areas. But of course, there wasn't enough time because in a year's in a year's time, you got to cover a lot of areas. So that got me thinking, and I thought, well. I'm sure there's a lot of people like myself that want to learn more about specifically the business of football. And this is going back seven years ago, so there weren't many programs out there, particularly online. So I thought, okay, here's an opportunity for me to um, bridge the gap between the academic world and the real-life work environment of the football industry. So I had made some contacts in the industry. I knew some people, and uh, yeah, we decided to uh, put together uh, the Sports Business Institute Barcelona, which is uh, an organization, an institute that specifically focuses in helping those who want to start or advance their career, specifically in the business side of football. So it started off, uh, you know, as a small project, uh, me and my business partner. Um, so we started this project. You know, small with, uh, you know, short courses initially, but we saw that there was a, a great response in the market that people really wanted these types of courses. So with time, we, you know, we've created uh, now the Institute, which, like I said, it's been running for seven years. Now we collaborate with the top clubs, the top federations, you know, sports brands, um, sports representation firms. We have many partnerships. Um, we collaborate with FC Barcelona, Man United, a lot of the top clubs. And all the while, the objective has always been to provide our learners an opportunity to optimize their career in the football industry. So that's the whole aim that we have at, this, at SBI. We really want to connect with people, create a community that allows people to, you know, to gain what I mentioned before, that, that knowledge, those contacts, and that mentorship that you know, if you try to do it on your own, it's a bit more complicated. So we decided to, you know, to create this uh, this institute to help people, and and we're, um, you know, we're really glad to see that uh, many of the people who have done our courses are now working at the sports clubs, at the federations, uh, you know, worldwide, and uh, and it gives us great pleasure. Many times now we go to conferences around the around the world related to sports, and people come up to us and say, hey. Um, you know, I've seen one of your, your, cause we also do a lot of free webinars for people in our community. I've seen one of your webinars. It's great to connect. And then of course we also see many of our students that, uh, since it's an online, an online institute, um, you know, we don't get a chance to meet them face to face very often. So when we do, it's, uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice, uh, yeah, pleasure to see them and meet them. So, so that's sort of what SBI is all about and how it originated. I think this is fantastic. Just really quickly reflecting right now in this moment, what have you enjoyed from that transition from the last seven years as sort of the co-founder? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I really always thought, uh, I want to work in the sports industry. That's something that I had as an objective, but I didn't really know where to start. Right. And I think many people, many of your listeners are in that same position. Um, so initially I thought, well, I'd love to work at a, at a football club. Um, you know, and, uh, that was something that was my, my objective. But then as time went by and, you know, SBI started to, to, you know, to establish itself, uh, you know, now what I've learned is that there's nothing in the world that I'd rather be doing than what I'm doing today, because, uh, it gives me great pleasure to help people 
to go to these positions and, and be involved in, in, in the industry. And, uh, and now it's like, uh, we're, we're partners with a lot of the clubs. We're partners with a lot of the organizations and, uh, and we're working hand in hand with them. Um, you know, just in the U S an interesting example, I was in Miami for a couple of weeks and we were, you know, we had a couple of meetings already set up with academic institutions and with some sporting bodies like CONCACAF, but just out of the blue, you know, through Instagram, someone from the Miami heat, reached out to us at the SBI account and said, hey, I've seen you guys are in Miami. I've been following the Institute for such a long time. It'd be such an honor if you guys can come to the American Airlines Arena and I'd love to host you here and show you around and if we can get you to a game. And this was all on Instagram. It was someone that we had you know, never really interacted with. So we met up with him, of course, and had a great meeting. We went to see a basketball game of the Miami Heat. So this is you know, this is what it's all about with uh, creating this type of global community that uh, that many times you have followers, you have people that are, you know, are involved with the SBI community that you don't necessarily know from 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 the inside. You don't necessarily know who's following you. But when you do these types of you know business trips and people reach out or go to conferences and, and people connect with you and, and they see that, you know, they, they tell you that they've been following your, you know, your institute that's what gives us great pleasure. So looking back and reflecting in the past seven years, I think that's what's, what's given us and what continues to give us, give us that fuel to, to continue to uh, grow and build more partnerships and build more relationships because the more we do that, we always say this, um, our success as an institute depends on the success of the people that do our courses. And if they're having a, you know, success, then uh, you know, that, that's what, what matters most to us. This is absolutely fantastic, and you certainly inspire me right now, and I can hear the passion through the mic. What have you been up to recently? So recently, well, as I mentioned, we were in Miami. Uh, we had uh, a couple of weeks there where we set up a lot of meetings. We, we tend to go to the U.S. once per year because we like to have one foot in the, in the U.S. market. We believe that that's one, uh, one, as we were talking earlier, one place where, you know, from a sports marketing, from a sports business background, it's it's really a benchmark. So we always like to keep abreast as to what's happening there so just came back from from there we had meetings with CONCACAF we had meetings with a couple of universities there we met with the Miami Heat we met with Miami FC which is another football club there um, so that's what we've been up to say the past uh, month but then um, we also have uh, a new partnership with uh, a club in La Liga called SD Abar this is an interesting project because um, SD Abar is one of the smallest clubs in La Liga and we've partnered together with them to deliver a program where they share their business management model across all areas of the club. So from what we know, it's the first time that's being done. Uh, the club is opening its doors to, um, you know, to have SBI deliver this program, but with the expertise of people in the club. And the really interesting thing about this club is that they have, it's a town of 27,000 people. The stadium is 7,000. So it'd be compared to say like a, a non-league club in the UK, and they're playing in the in the top flight in La Liga with you know the Real Madrids and the Barcelona. So they obviously have something that's working for them because they've been in the first division for about six years consecutively now, and they have the one of the lowest uh, you know budgets in in La Liga. So evidently there's a model there that's working. So uh, we got together with the club and said, hey, let's 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 share this model because it's unique. You know, it's a it's a town of twenty seven thousand, a stadium of seven thousand, and you guys are. Are doing so, you know, so great. Let let's share that business model. And this club has has been so receptive and open to to share this uh, this uh, yeah this business management model that now we've created a program. 
it's um it's a five month program that is, is delivered online. But then we at the end of the at the end of the program we have a two day event at their stadium where they go and they see the match day experience. So we're really excited about that as well. So you know. All the while, we're looking to to innovate, to create programs that are industry related, um, and, and we're always looking for new partners, new collaborators. And these are just some examples, but we have some others in the pipeline that you know hopefully we'll we'll be able to to share publicly soon. I find this really interesting, and I feel like Diego at a great stage of the interview. And to be honest, you've said already some great sports career guidance advice. But I always like to finish with an inspirational question: What advice would you give to university students who really want to pursue a career in the football industry? So I would say that uh, the first thing that uh, that I would that I would recommend some you know people to do is to do um. Uh, a reflection process and try and find out what areas they're interested in because that's going to be the drive, right? If, if you're working on an, in an area that you're interested in, it's it's not going to be something that you're going to be dragged to be doing. It's something that you're going to be, you know, pushed on your own. So try and find something. I always say the sports industry is so broad and the football industry is so broad. I mean, you can work as an agent, you can work in events, you can work in media, you can work in marketing and sponsorship. They're all in the industry, but they're all so very different from each other. I mean, imagine being an agent and uh, working in media. It's completely different, right? I mean, everything is related, of course, but but the areas in within the, the, the football industry are, are very diverse. So when I talk to a lot of people, um, they don't necessarily have that very clear in their mind. And they say, well, I want to work in anything. And that's great. I mean, that, that that's fine if you have um, that passion. But really, at the end of the day, you're, you're eventually going to have to you know, to, to double down in an area that, that you enjoy working in and that you also can maybe leverage part of your academic background or your, or your previous, you know, corporate uh, um, experience. So try to find one or two areas where you, where you really want to work in and then start, you know, becoming, I always say, try to become an expert at that. So, uh, you know, research, if you, you know, I, I always give another example that I gave is we had a, a person that, um, you know, really focused on fan engagement. And this person, that's all he did. He really focused on fan engagement, and uh, that was his that was his main drive. Um, so rather than trying to work in different areas, he started researching, and he established himself as someone who's now a, a credible source in this area. And, and now he's working for a, a professional football club. So I always think that it's important to focus. Having said that, you don't want to close doors to opportunities, and if something comes up, you always want to be you know open to that. But the more and again, sort of going back to the, the example of the, the, the car I mentioned earlier, it's like a GPS, right? If you have a destination in mind, then the route becomes clearer. If you, you know, if you get inside the car and sort of start driving around and trying to hope for, you know, to get to where you want to go, it's going to take longer. So number one, try to, try to find out what, what your passion is and where, where you'd like to be in the industry. And then secondly, just really work hard every day, um, connect with people, get more knowledge, and the other thing and the final thing that I would say, and, and it's important really to, to understand this, patience. It takes time. Um, you'd be surprised how many people want to get the result, you know, very soon. And uh, I, I always say the same thing as well. You know, it, it's going to take time and it's going to take hard, hard work. And the people that are working in these positions now, they, they didn't get the job handed to them. And if they didn't just do a, a certificate program or a master's or an MBA that's part of the journey. Yes, maybe they have that. And maybe, you know, many people don't even have that. Uh, but, but it's come down to the grind, the work, 
putting in the you know the, the effort every day and um, you know there's a difference between those that are interested in working in football and those that are committed to working in the football industry and those that are committed are the ones that see the results because they're there day in day out and when those opportunities come you know they pounce on them but uh, but it takes time for those opportunities to come you've got to first plant those seeds absolutely and please listeners I hope you've taken that all on board again how can people interact with you online? Yeah, so um, I can uh, I can be reached on Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's at Diego Valdez with an S, BCN altogether. So Diego Valdez BCN. And then for SBI, it's SBI underscore Barcelona. This is both for Twitter and Instagram. And then our website is uh, SBI Barcelona altogether dot com. So SBI Barcelona dot com. That is great to the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post diego it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today thank you very much thank you ed for having me it's a real pleasure i follow your podcast and i i want to acknowledge you for the great work that you do and uh, the fantastic guests that you bring on so uh it's always a pleasure uh, collaborating so thanks again for having me what a brilliant podcast chat from diego and there are so many golden nuggets as i call of information which you can apply relating to your sports career ambition And the first thing I said to Diego after this podcast chat was, thank you so much for saving my audience time. And what do I mean? The information that Diego gave you during this podcast chat has saved you time with regards to what it actually takes, what attitude you need to be able to pursue a career in the sports or even football industry. Especially his advice in when introducing yourself to people in the industry online or in person of that first impression and add value first before getting employed later. Having that concept now and understanding it is so much better than just putting yourself out there asking first without people knowing you, trusting you, not even liking you in general. They may You may not fit and, and that's fine. Like, let's just be clear here. You're not going to like or get to know everybody in the sports industry but the ones you do you want to make it meaningful by building meaningful relationships in the sports industry because that is how you build your network in the sports industry by connecting with the right people of the same values as you but most importantly the same interest from an industry sector because that's how new opportunities are developed so look i cannot express and say this enough i really recommend you listening to this podcast chat again and applying those career fundamentals right into your sports career journey today and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Diego said, there are three elements to pursuing a career in the sports industry. One, have the knowledge of that sector. Two, network by connecting with the right people in that sector. And three, find a mentor in that sector who can guide and support you during your sports career journey.